Who am I? 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 This is Who Am I Really? A podcast about adoptees that have located and connected with their biological family members. Hey, this is Damon Davis, and today I'm bringing you a special episode of the Who Am I Really podcast. My guest today is Pamela Caranova, who first appeared on the show on episode 160, Stepping Into a Space of Freedom. She told her story of addiction, thoughts of taking her own life, and debilitating depression, all in the context of her journey through adoption and reunion. Thankfully, Pam has recovered from much of her life's trauma, and finding her way out of the darkness inspired Pam to create some special things. I brought Pam back because she is the empowering adoptee advocate behind two amazing movements, Adoptee Remembrance Day, a global observance of several serious adoptee-focused issues, and Adoptees Connect, a soon-to-be international movement to get adoptees together in person to support one another. To start things off, I asked Pam to share a bit about Adoptee Remembrance Day and the movement she has started. Thank you for the opportunity to share. Adoptee Remembrance Day is a day that the adoptee and adoption community has set aside to raise public awareness on quite a few different dynamics of the adoptee experience. One of those areas is to raise public awareness of crimes that are committed against adoptees by adoptive parents, which many of us know that that's really not mainstream on the television or in the news media ever. It's usually always swept under the rug, but it's it's a really significant problem. That's one of the reasons is so that we can shine a light on the voices that are no longer here or the people or adoptees that have been abused in adoptive homes. It's also a day of remembrance to remember any adoptees that have died by suicide and taken their own life because their pain was just so great. And it's a day to remember them and just acknowledge them and really be a voice for them because, you know, they're not here to share their own voice. Another dynamic of it is really acknowledging that I think that there's a lot of misconception in the adoption arena of, you know, adoption versus relinquishment or separation. And they're, they're all very different things. And all of them have different areas that impact adoptees in different ways. But Adoptee Remembrance Day is a day for not just adoptees, but everyone to raise their voice in whatever capacity they can to acknowledge that before anyone is ever adopted, the adopted person experiences a life-altering loss first. And it's hard for people to do that when they've been sold a dream and kind of a fairy tale that adoption is a win-win. Um, so that's one of the areas that we shine a light on. And then it's also a day to acknowledge that a lot of international adoptees who are living without citizenship have been deported at no fault of their own because different reasons that their adopted parents or attorneys haven't gotten their paperwork done correctly. And there's a lot of adoptees that have had that happen. And I think sometimes people just don't really know this side of it, that that all of these areas are, are pieces of the adoptee experience. And so Adoptee Remembrance Day is really a day to highlight all of these areas and um, hi highlight the, you know, grief and the loss and the pain that adoptees experience. And let's not forget to add that 
adoptees are overrepresented in, you know, prisons, jails, treatment facilities, and mental health facilities. And this day is for them too. And I realize wholeheartedly that there's all kinds of different scenarios that get them in those places or why they've been taken to those places. But I would like to share that that day is in remembrance of them that, you know, <laughs> they didn't have the tools or the resources they needed because none of us have. And so I just don't want to forget about them. And that's another area that we can all shine a light on as far as what Adopt Your Remembrance Day is about. That's amazing. And I, I appreciate you sort of highlighting the variety of not well-known aspects of adoption that people experience. And not so much the 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 adoption itself from its inception, but the outcome is kind of what I'm hearing you pointing to, right? Is that there's the the adoption or you know fostering that happens, and then here is the result, and this is the piece that we need to sort of shine a light on is remember that these are some of the things that happen after this child is is brought home, and we need to focus on those outcomes. I definitely, I definitely agree. But one thing that I want to insert in there that I feel like is really, really important is backing it up to the, the, the act of separation, because separation from our biological mothers is a totally different event than adoption. They're two totally separate things. So one of the messages that I hope to share this Adopt Your Remembrance Day and kind of highlight in on it is that separation from our biological mothers is a traumatic experience. And being adopted, not all adoptees feel like they've been traumatized by being adopted, but some of us do. And they're two totally separate experiences. So I think that it's really important to acknowledge and learn more about them being two totally separate experiences. Because I think a lot of times society at large really can't grasp the fact that how is adoption so bad? Like, how is it that all these adoptees are raising ruckus and, and sharing these voices when society paints a picture that adoption is a win-win? Let's back it up and put adoption, the concept of adoption for a little bit, on the shelf and take it back to the separation trauma. And let's dissect that first. That is one of the areas that has caused me the most grief and heartache of my whole entire life is for me to separate the two, but go back to the beginning, which was when I was in my birth mother's womb and she made the choice to surrender me or give me up for adoption. And that is one of the pieces that I think it's really important to highlight on Adoptee Remembrance Day is that some adoptees can be adopted into wonderful, loving, adoptive homes, but the separation trauma from our biological mothers can totally impact us in every area of our lives because it's a pre-verbal trauma that we carry in our subconscious memory. And when we don't have the language to be able to walk through the healing process with that as little kids, it, it impacts everywhere. So, so yes to that question, but I also encourage people to back it up to the very beginning, and that would be the loss of our bi biological mothers. Yeah, I'm glad you said that because it's something that I've taken to saying more clearly, more frequently, and more loudly for folks to really truly conceptualize what adoption is, because you're right. There's the idea or the notion that it's a win-win, as you said, and that piece that you've underscored is lost. And so I've really started to say more and more, 
especially to the non-adoptee community, I need you to just think for a minute about how adoption never starts in an awesome place. It always starts no. from a place of some kind of strife, whether it was yes. coercion, whether it was a violent act, whether it was you know parental pressure, societal pressure, whatever the thing is, it never starts from, hey, things are going pretty good right now. I think I'm probably just going to give this child up for adoption. Like it just doesn't come from, you know, a happy, skipping, loving place. And so I try to make sure that people recognize that they grew up with their biological family and that adoptees did not. And as you've said, some feel perfectly comfortable in their adoption and, and I'm good with that. I love that and I want that for them. But there are others right. who truly struggle, as you've said you have, with the notion that the choice was made to place them for adoption, put them into another family setting, thus creating a separation that is hard to reconcile later in life. So I've, I'm glad you sort of underscored that piece about the trauma that it starts with. I'd love to move just for a moment to your, you've created this day, is that right? Yeah, it is. Mm -hmm. And and why you? What drove you to creating a day of remembrance? Why did Pam do this as opposed to anybody else? Well, I would say that over a decade now of building relationships with adoptees, a lot of them were online. I have listened to the stories of hundreds, hundreds and hundreds of adoptees and really listened to them and not just listened to them, but I've heard them. And the stories that I've heard, I can tell you without a shadow of, an, of a doubt that every single adoptee that has shared their stories with me has had different levels of pain associated with it. When you take that in and take that in and take that in for so many years, and then I had my own experiences with being told how to feel, being silenced, being gaslit, out in any any spaces where I was trying to seek healing and even share my thoughts and feelings about being adopted, I was basically silenced and shut down because, you know, our world celebrates adoption and they don't leave room for our stories of grief and heartache and loss to even be brought to the table. So the more that I stepped foot in this territory of networking with adoptees and, and really hitting a brick wall a lot of the time and being able to feel like I could share my story, a lot of things really stirred in me that, you know, there has to be something done that sets a firestorm off of the reality of the adoptee experience. And I've learned the hard way that if anybody wants any resources done for the adoptee community, it's going to have to be adoptees. Nobody else is going to do it. They've left us for dead forever. So I knew that if there was any way to create one specific day that would set off a firestorm of truth being shared from adoptees and anyone that knows and loves an adoptee, that the day that I picked to be able to do this was right before National Adoption Awareness Month. I know that a lot of adoptees participate in trying to share their voice and educate people on the realities of adoption from the adoptees' perspective. For people that don't know, National Adoptee Awareness Month is November. It starts the first, and it's everybody everywhere blowing up the wonderful, happy-go-lucky, rainbows and unicorn stories about adoption and 
there's never any space in there for us to share the truth. And I have seen for years, myself included, where every single day of NAM, which is the short for that, I became so exhausted and worn out. I would create projects and I would try to get my voice out there. And no matter what happened at the end of the day, I was literally almost dead the end of November. My mental health was in shambles. I would disconnect from social media for sometimes a year just to recoup. And I kind of got tired of it because at the end of the day, adoption being praised worldwide is going to always be bigger for, for NAM. That's how I felt anyway. And I decided I didn't want to participate in it anymore. Mm. And I picked October 30th because it was right before NAM that the airways of everyone everywhere around the world would start raising their voice on the realities of how adoption has made them feel. And that's kind of how it came along. And that's why I picked that day. I am somebody that has struggled with my own suicide attempt as a teenager and even in 2017 hitting a really dark place that I almost didn't make it out of. And I know for a fact that I'm not the only adoptee in the world that has been in those really dark places. Mm -hmm. And so my whole thing was if I'm going to, you know, be in life and experience these valleys of highs and lows, and I felt kind of hopeless in those low points, what can be done to at least try to make a difference in creating more awareness on the flip side of adoption from the adoptee lens? And that's kind of a roundabout of how the day was picked. I did a lot of research on it. Yeah. And I picked yellow because it's a symbol of remembrance and you know, that's where Adopt Your Remembrance Day, October 30th, originated from and came from. And I knew kind of with the network of adoptees that I have built really all over the world for the last decade that there was already an audience of, of adoptees that I knew would jump on board for this cause. Um, and I had heard some talk over the years about, you know, a day being created, set aside, but I never saw any action behind it. And that's one thing that I'm really focused on is not just talking, but doing. I want to create action behind it. And that's when three years ago, the, the first Adopt Your Remembrance Day kind of took off. And it's, it's just getting bigger every year. Really fantastic. Sorry, what, what date did you start this? It's, this is the third. So I think I started planning at the beginning of 2019. Mm. So what... What have you seen in terms of the growth of Adoptee Remembrance Day over time? These things do sort of take on a life of their own. And I'm wondering, like, from what you envisioned to what you see now, what do you see? Well, it's interesting because it's gotten so big now that I don't even see a lot of this stuff because I just can't keep up with it. I just realized today that Adoptee Remembrance Day is spoke about in a TED talk. Really? Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, which is really cool. And I, you know, can use the hashtag and tap into finding articles and posts and all of that. And it's really actually just, it's spread worldwide now. Mm -hmm. I mean, people are acknowledging the day and sharing online things. Some like this last year, I, did, I was finding things like all year. And some of the stuff was like so much that I couldn't actually tap into all of it at the same time. Like little by little, I would have to go back and find things. But 
I think it just will just get bigger every year. And I think organizations are like stepping on to do different events. A lot of our connect groups will do things, you know, to acknowledge the day. But I think it started, you know, pretty small. And every year it's just growing and growing. That's amazing. I mean, to think, one, that you came up with something so meaningful based on what you heard. And then two, for it to blossom into something that was so widely accepted that it has grown beyond your capability to even sort of keep track of it is amazing, right? Because that's sort of the true marker of how meaningful it is, is that it it just took off, that it, it's a confirmation of how right you were, that this was something that was so desperately needed. And, I, and I'd love to hear that. I'd love to ask you about, you mentioned Adoptees Connect. You've also created another sort of adoptee movement that has taken off. And it's nationwide. I don't know if it has expanded beyond these borders, but tell me a little bit about Adoptees Connect, what the genesis was and what it has evolved into. I would be happy to. So Adoptees Connect is actually in the United States. We also have two groups in Canada, and we're just now planting a group in Queensland, Australia, which is super, super cool. But I, I, in the, the dark place that I was in in 2017, I'll always say that, you know, sometimes our darkest moments are the launching pad for our calling in life. And it ended up being that way for me where I was in a really dark place. And the place that I was in was all of the things that took me there were a direct reflection of adoption and my adoptee experience. And it's like these, all these things started piling up against me. And all of a sudden, I couldn't see any light. <laughs> I was in a really dark hole, and I started planning a way to escape the world. But I, I know a lot of adoptees have struggled with this, but I always want to carry my life in a way that I'm not an inconvenience to people because I feel like I was an inconvenience when I was born. And however I go out, I just don't want to inconvenience people. So in my mind, I was trying to think of a way that I could escape this life, but it looked like an accident because I didn't want to inconvenience people. And in that, that process of thinking about what I could do, I was in a, such a dark place that I couldn't get out of bed and get on the internet to tap into the hundreds of adoptees that I knew and loved and grew, grew big relationships with on the internet because I just couldn't find the strength to do that. And so I knew at that moment, if I, if I continued to move forward on that path of really just, just taking myself out of the world because my pain was so great, I couldn't see past it. Or I could put a vision that I had had for years into action and I could create what I call now Adoptees Connect, which is basically connect groups for adult adoptees to meet in person and host once a month meetings where they're lo location specific. We planted the first Adoptees Connect group my hometown in Lexington, Kentucky in 2018. I started planning this in 2017. The minute that my wheels started spinning with action to plan Adoptees Connect was the minute that I started to see the light again. And little by little, I was able to get out of the bed. I was able to spin the wheels that never stop moving in my brain <laughs> and create Adoptees Connect from the ground up. And what that looked like was, you know, I have years of small group leadership experience and 
celebrate recovery and, you know, different meeting spaces. And I took my skills and experience there and kind of duplicated it to create Adoptees Connect. The groups are kind of like a kind of like support group, but we don't use the word support group because there's so much stigma attached to that. But they're really a in-person meeting space to meet other adoptees, to build relationships, do fun things together. Sometimes we go bowling, sometimes we have coffee, sometimes we go hiking, sometimes we just do the small group format where we sit around, read group guidelines, and start talking about where we're at in our adoptee journey. And magic happens when you meet with other adoptees in real life, and you probably know that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the coolest thing. And, you know, a lot of us have seen therapists off and on our whole entire lives. I can attest that I have, and none of them have been able to help me with the adoptee experience. That is also one of the reasons that Adoptee Remembrance Day was created and Adoptees Connect, because I knew when I was in the dark place in 2017, I tried to get therapy and I found myself therapying a therapist Mm -hmm. and I just couldn't do it anymore. I feel like I've therapied therapists my whole life and I knew that nobody's going to create these adoptee centric resources unless they're adopted. And I knew that no, like I had to put action behind it and it ultimately saved my life and pulled me out of a really dark space. And in in return, we've planted almost 50 groups around the United States in the first four years. January will be four years. And it's grown and grown. And we have groups all over the country, like I said. And I get feedback from adoptees and facilitators and, you know, the volunteers that step up to help all the time that it's positive feedback. And when you can connect with other people that speak the same language, it's it's the most significant validating experience that has been the most healing piece to my personal journey and many other people's personal journeys that we're ever going to have. The kicker is meeting in person where when I was in the dark place, I couldn't get on the internet. When you're meeting in person and building relationships in real life, and I, I realized that my close friend that comes to my group is not answering her phone and she had some situations happen. I'm going to go knock on her door. Mm. I'm going to go make sure she's okay. And she's going to be checking on me all the time. And my closest friends now are adoptees that live in my state. Mm. And so it's, it's, it's a life-saving thing. It's kind of one of those examples where I've been able to find purpose in the pain from my experience. And I think... One of the keys is putting action behind the visions. And I that's one of the things I really encourage all adoptees to do. If you have visions for things that aren't out there that you need, more than likely other adoptees need it too. And I encourage them to put action behind it. 100%. I absolutely agree. And and I, I want to go back to something that you said, because I, I noticed the terms that you use. You say we've planted a group here or there and this image of planting a tree or, or a plant that is going to grow and thrive and spread out and reach other people is really powerful. And I just, I love that it's something that you've taken from, as you've said, this dark place and planted in the light. It's really, really powerful. And, and I'm so glad that one, you were able to sort of find your way to a space where you could even create what it is that has become Adoptees Connect, what has become Adoptees Remembrance Day, because it sounds like you almost didn't make it there yourself. And as you've said, like meeting a need that you have personally, you're absolutely right. It's 
it's almost like when you're sitting in a group and you have a question, so you raise your hand, and usually you're not the only person who had that question, and it's the same thing with creating a resource, expressing yourself creatively, whatever it is. If you feel the need to do it, someone else probably also needs it, and you should go for it and go hard because some of it is satisfying yourself, and some of it is supporting other people, and, and you've created two amazing bodies of work that that really have grown into supporting adoptees in amazing ways, and, and I'm, I think I probably speak for a whole lot of adoptees out there when I say thank you so much for your work and dedication to bring these things to life. Oh, you're so welcome. It's been an honor. And, you know, at the end of every day now, you know, there was times where I didn't, I didn't think I would even make it this far in life period, because I woke up every day and I, I describe it as just having a broken heart. <laughs> like I just had a broken heart every day and being able to connect with adoptees in real life and walk our journeys out together and then finding purpose in the pain has taken me to a place where I actually feel more whole and healed than I ever have in my whole life. Mm, and I encourage adoptees to like not give up, you know, don't give up on your healing journey and don't give up on connecting with other adoptees. All you need is two adoptees to come together and meet once a month to create and start an adoptees connect group. Two, that's it. That's the beginning of a group. Sometimes we have three or four or five. Sometimes we have nine or 10, but all you need is one other adoptee to be able to create an Adoptees Connect group, and then it grows from there. So I think that has been one of the most significant healing tools for a lot of us. And if you don't have that in your community, I just encourage them to maybe get on the adopteesconnect.com website and learn more about planting a group because we're planting groups all the time. And we do offer scholarships for anyone that just needs a little help to be able to get that off the ground. We have a lot of materials that we give the facilitators to be able to navigate their group. And we've invested a lot of time into creating them so things run, you know, as smoothly as possible. So mm -hmm. thankfully, we're starting to have resources out there that are saving adoptee lives, you know. And mm -hmm. I couldn't be more thankful for all the love and support of everyone all over the place that really supports the nonprofit and, and even Adoptee Remembrance Day. It's been remarkable to see. Fantastic. Before we go, just do me a favor. Tell everybody where it is that they can find Adoptees Connect, where it is that they can find Adoptee Remembrance Day online, and what are the hashtags that people can use on social media to get involved, express themselves, show support, what have you? Sure, that's a great question. I would say Adoptee Remembrance Day is just what it is.com. So adopteeremembranceday.com. Hashtags for that are hashtag Adoptee Remembrance Day, hashtag ARD 2022, and hashtag Adoptees We Remember. Mm -hmm. Some of the ways to get involved with that, on the Adoptee Remembrance Day website, you can go to info, and there's a whole comprehensive list of all kinds of ideas and ways that people can get involved. Wearing yellow is one, creating a tribute for somebody that's no longer with us, get some yellow flowers, you can write poetry, write an article, use the hashtags though, because they tie everything in together and help gain a lot of exposure for the day. We do have a Facebook page for Adopt Your Remembrance Day with an event. I encourage everyone to get on there, invite all your friends and family. We have an event in there along with the page, and then we have an Adopt Your Remembrance Day Instagram. So any of those for that. And then Adoptees Connect is 
the website is adopteesconnect.com. We have Facebook for that, and we also have Instagram for that. We just all use adopteesconnect for that hashtag. And the website has a lot of information on how to start an affiliate group and volunteer applications if you want to volunteer for the organization. And those are basically the main the main, you know, key points to remember as far as getting involved in either of them. And we really appreciate all the support. And and there the, the last thing I really would love to share is that Adoptee Remembrance Day isn't just for adoptees. It's for everyone. You don't even have to know or love an adoptee to get involved. You just have to have the willingness to listen and learn and maybe share one post on your social media that says, wow, I feel like I've learned more about adoption Mm -hmm. that the world really has never helped me recognize. And so it's a day for everyone. We need the support of everyone (laughs) to be able to highlight the day. So I just wanted to drop that in there. No, that's really wonderful. And I'm glad you said that because that's one of the things that I try to encourage is that we are not just talking to ourselves, but that we are (laughs) talking to other people that we can't change the whole, you know, institution of adoption for the better if we are insularly talking to ourselves. So, Pam, exactly. this has been amazing. <laughs> I'm so glad that you were able to come back to the Who Am I Really podcast. I wanted to make sure that you got an opportunity to speak loudly and very clearly about Adoptee Remembrance Day because I believe it's important. And I'm glad to know that there are folks who have gone outside of the United States and around the world to really start to recognize October 30th as Adoptee Remembrance Day. So thank you so much for being here with me. I really appreciate you. Thank you, Damon. I appreciate you as well. Thanks for all you do. Take care. All the best, Pam. Bye-bye. All right. right. You too. Bye-bye. Hey, it's me. One of the things I loved hearing in Pam's account of the genesis of Adoptee Remembrance Day and Adoptees Connect was her ability to crawl out of the darkness, following the light of her own creativity to plant the seeds of something she needed that other adoptees needed too. Adoptee Remembrance Day is October 30th every year. I hope you'll join the movement online this year by posting a photo of yourself in yellow, drafting a blog post, expressing yourself artistically, or whatever self-expression moves you. I'll be looking for your Adoptee Remembrance Day expressions online. I'm Damon Davis, and I want to thank Pam again for her inspiring and deeply meaningful work.